If you have your Bible this morning, and I hope that you do, join me. We're, uh, we're going to begin again in Psalm chapter 33, where we were last week, and continue our, our time and our series together uh, called In Between, and going to do a little bit intentionally just to kind of catch everybody up with, with what we talked about next week to make sure that we're all on the, uh, on the same page. And remember, as, as we get ready to look at uh, the passage in uh, Psalm 33, David is probably the author. It doesn't tell us in, uh, in the Scripture. Uh, we don't know, but by the, by the writing, by the style, it's, uh, it's pretty safe uh, to assume that that is uh, David's writing. And the psalm itself is a psalm of praise. If you read all of Psalm 33, what you see in there over and over is just constant and continuous praise of God for who He is. So let's, let's take a look at those three verses, starting in verse 20 is where we're going to pick up, and then we will we'll kind of dig into this whole idea of being in between. Uh, the author records for us, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. And one of the things that last week that we unwrapped as we looked at this, we went to the New American Standard to see as close as we can get to actual translation and what we find is a really key word to this whole idea in in new american and in close to as original language as possible the writing the writer says our soul waits for the lord and in the translation that uh, that we have i'm i always uh, teach from the new living translation we put our hope in the lord but the original is our soul waits for the Lord. And if you dig into that word waits, there's, there is an earnest expectation in, in the waiting because we're, we are longing for the Lord because our trust and our hope is in the Lord. So everything that we are, our hope, our being, our expectation, Everything is in Him, and that's, that's so key to understanding who we are. But we all know that we're not always secure because of us. We're not always secure in where we stand and our hope and our longing and our waiting and our expectation. Not that, not that God has changed or moved or anything is different with him, but just because of the way we are going through life. And that's where the whole thing from and the idea of in-between comes from. And, and we'll, we'll make sure that everybody's on, on track with us here for what this means. But like I shared with the group last week, I've been doing a lot of listening. And I even said it last week, and I'll say it again. At home, I'm often told I don't listen very well, um, but I do listen. And I've been doing a whole lot of listening to all of the stuff going on around us in the world. And 
the world is a mess, right? I mean, everything that's going on around us, the world is literally a mess. And it, all of the things that we hear and all of the things that we see every day are affecting all of us in really different ways, in crazy ways, and in very similar ways at the same time. And the, the saying goes, and the saying is legitimate, the struggle is real. What we find ourselves in because of everything going on around us is that we're in a struggle. It's a constant struggle and battle of what's going on in our lives, what's coming into our heads, and what we're dealing with all around us. And if you guys are like me, and I know that, that you probably are, it just absolutely drives you crazy because it's so confusing and it's so conflicting. And even for us can be just absolutely condescending to us and to, to our intelligence and to what we know and to what we understand as to what the world is telling us. And if you're like me, sometimes you find yourself and you just feel like a walking time bomb. And a lot of times that's, that's honestly where I find myself because all of the stuff that's going on and everything coming at me and it's just like I want to fix it. I want to I take care of it. I want to solve problems and I can't. And it just kind of wells up and builds up and just feel like that, that it, I, if I could explode, it would be a whole lot better with the way that I'm feeling. And for us too, a, a truth for us because we are intelligent people we have and not just opinions we all have opinions but we've all got ideas and and input on how how these things could be solved and how things could be better and a lot of times we don't uh, I'm gonna move over here a lot of times we don't get to share those and express those but they're 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 valid the things that we know and the things that we understand and the things that, that we want to do to, to solve some of these problems and take care of some of the things, they're valid. We, we understand things and we know, and then we get caught in, in this, whole, this whole whirlwind of stuff going on around us, and you know we've, we all know how we could fix things. We all know how that we could have solved the end of the game yesterday and Texas could have won because we know how we would have coached that last play to make sure that that Oklahoma didn't score that touchdown and Texas won the game but we, we've got these opinions that are valid but it all kind of just wells up in us because we don't get to express those and share those often like we want to and then the from that big picture idea of the world going on around us there's also the personal stuff because we've all got things happening at home and we've all got things happening in our families and we all have those things that are happening just in our hearts, just in our lives that are adding to the stress and the struggle of dealing with everything going on around us and those decisions and those issues that we have to face individually a lot of times what we're doing we're internalizing those and personalizing those and we're trying to do all of this stuff alone and we find ourselves again we find ourselves 
in between. And then it gets to the point, again, that, that time bomb. And we, we get to the point, and it just, as the, another saying goes, the struggle is real, but another one, real talk. You know, we just kind of get to the point where we're just ready to explode, and there's not going to be all the nice words that we add to stuff as we express our emotions and our feelings with, with anybody. It's, it's going to be real, and it's going to be candid, and it's, it's going to not necessarily be nice, but we, we get just kind of stuck and we're carrying this stuff around and our hearts and our minds are in this just in this tug of war because we're in between in our feelings and our emotions and we're in between on how we deal with something and we're in between on the how we face the stuff that's in our face and how are we going to get through this whole mess and we know as believers but and we read the verses a second ago we know as believers in whom we put our trust and it's easy to say that it's very easy to say our soul waits for the lord my hope is in the lord i mean i can say that all day long but sometimes for me i'm not in my heart living that because i'm in the middle of a battle big picture stuff or personal stuff i'm in the middle of a battle and i'm trying to fight it and i'm trying to do it and i'm trying to to live all this stuff out and i get stuck in between and i'm i'm struggling and i'm just dizzy and i'm ready to explode and i just don't know what to do because i just get myself stuck and here's I, I i shared this last week and i want to share it again this week because the city of pflugerville just had no idea what they were doing when they came up with the slogan but it, it fits our our whole idea of being stuck in between the city slogan if you don't know it it's between a rock and a weird place because Pflugerville is stuck between Round Rock and Austin, between a rock and a weird place. And for us, this idea of being in between, think about it this way. We, we have a rock, and our hope is in our Lord and our Savior, our rock, capital R, rock. And that's where we know that we should be and in whom our hope is and where everything should rest and reside. But then there's that, that personal side of us. We get way over here and, and far away from him and, and this side of things where it's all us and on us and we're trying to take care, take care of everything. And the idea of in between is we, we want to do all of this, but we know in whom our hope is but we find ourselves just kind of stuck in the middle of following him and trusting him doing our own thing carrying the weight ourselves and we're just we're just stuck and for us what's what's so very true and how sometimes we find ourselves in that position is because we're trying to go at all of this stuff alone. Alone and away from him, but alone and away from other people, other believers, 
who can be our source of strength, accountability, um, just all, all of those things that would help us through to give us strength and to give us courage because, you know, we're all walking through something and struggling with something that someone else has been through. And if we walk together, we can draw from each other strength and courage on how to get through, how to work through, how to deal with. But at the same time, we've always got to remember the rock and in whom we put our hope. Never leave him out of the equation, um, but we can get out of that in-between, out of that stuck place and away from all of the things that we're wanting to do all alone to really rely on him as we walk these things out together. So that's, that's the idea of in-between. And I shared with you last week, we're going to talk about three different things where we get stuck and where um, we kind of lose that, uh, that sight and that traction of our hope and our trust being in the Lord. And this week, our first one that we'll talk about is fear. And that little four-letter word, fear, is really a huge word. Anybody deal with fear besides me? Yeah. Fear, that's, that's a big word. So let's, let's just look at what Webster says, because I love dictionaries. Fear is a natural, powerful, primitive human emotion, and it's triggered by things that are unknown or things that we are unsure about. And it triggers in us doubt. That's one of the first things that it triggers, doubt. Uh, another word, and I don't use this one very often, but it's, it's part of what it means, dread. We dread things. There's fright. Um, there's an alarm within us, panic, even terror. Terror comes into the definition of fear. And there's, there's even a couple of thoughts about fear itself. There's real fear and there's implied fear. There's, there's all kinds of things that encompass just that little four-letter word of fear. But fear is one of those things that can absolutely get us off track and can absolutely plant us right in the, the stress and in that in-between that we just feel like there's no way out and no way to handle things and no even rational thought about how can we, how can we get through this because we're, as, as, as we would say it in just plain words, we're scared to death because of, of what we're facing and, and what is causing our doubt and our alarm in, in our souls and in who we are. And, and that word fear in, in the original context, the, the root of that word is phobos, which is where we get our phobias from. And I, I learned a couple of things, and I, I want to share these with you. Again, just kind of give us a breath of air, because what we're talking about being in between and what we're talking about today, fear, it just kind of has a it just kind of has a heavy like the humidity in the room right now. It just kind of has a heavy thing that sits on it. So let's look at a couple of phobias just to, to give us something to smile about a second, and then we'll, we'll come back and, and finish with our, our thoughts this morning. But some phobias. 
And most phobias are driven by an irrational fear of something. This, I learned this as I was studying it out. Um, and here, here are some fears, and a couple of these that you, I'm sure you'll know. Acrophobia, right? The fear of heights. That was a familiar one. Arachnophobia, that's probably the first one that everybody thought of. Spiders, that's very rational. I am scared of spiders. Two things, snakes and spiders. I don't want to see them, and I don't want to deal with them. I, she, Karen had, will say, Heath, there, and this happened in Sulphur Springs, Heath, there's a snake on the porch. <laughs> Good. Leave him alone. I've, I don't care. He's, he can just stay there. Another one uh, that I thought was, was really comical, these last three are kind of funny, ergophobia. Anybody know about ergophobia? The fear of work. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a phobia. Uh, and these are all real things. These are things people are treated for, okay? Another one, nomophobia. I, I really laughed when I found this one. Nomo, nomophobia, <laughs> the fear of being without this, your mobile phone. The fear of being without your mobile phone, and this is a real, diagnosable, treated phobia. Yeah, nomophobia. And then the last one that we'll, we'll talk about is, before we dig back in, phobophobia. Fear of fears, exactly. Jen wins the prize. Somebody give her the prize. Phobophobia is the fear of phobias. And people are treated for that and diagnosed for the fear of fear. Anyway, y'all didn't laugh at that one, but that's okay. But... Yeah, you're inside. Thank you, Brandy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's right. Well, and you may be afraid of what I'm going to say next. I don't know, but anyway, those, those are some of the phobias. And then before we before we talk just about some of the that heavy stuff again, remember with fear, there's also honestly, there's also a good side to fear. And, and think about this with me, because honestly, there is. We, ha we have, as believers, we have a fear of our Lord. We're not scared of him, right? And, and think, different, th think through this with me. It's not a, a fear that we have to be scared of him, because when we surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ... He has covered us. His grace has covered us. So we, we're not fearful of being judged for our sins at the end of time. But we have, we have a reverent fear for the Lord that is a deep, solemn respect for who He is and a deep, solemn respect reverence for what he's done for us if you're anything like me I know Heath really well and I stand in awe in reverent fear in awe of the Lord because he loves me and that just for me is again we've talked some in here about what compels us to share and what is the glory of God that is the glory of God and that I should be crazy busy about sharing who he is because of what he's done for me and my heart. And I, I'm reverent of him. I'm in awe of him. And I trust him. And I know that he's guiding me. 
even when things aren't going like I want him to go, but his deep expression of love and his hand that's always with me, always on me, and always guiding me leads me to trust. So there, there's a good part of fear. And then another thing about fear, honestly, it keeps us from doing dumb things. Some things, when we have a fear of it, it's a good thing because it keeps us from jumping off of something or swinging on something or eating something on a ship in South Mexico that we shouldn't eat, and it keeps us safe. So there, there's some good sides of fear, good things about fear, but there's also, again, that, that fear, that element of stuff that, that keeps us and gets us stuck in between, and that's what I want to spend just this last few minutes as, as we talk about and just remind us again, we don't have to be in between. We don't have to be pulling away from, from this side of, of who we are, that, that place where if, if, we, if we live in this place of fear, then we have, honestly, if we're here on this side, way away from our rock and way away from our Lord, there's no hope that we have because it's all gloom and doom if we're here. But we, we edge a little bit closer to him because we'll say those words, I trust, and my hope is in you, and we edge a little bit closer, but we're still trying to hang on to some of these things that are in our nature, and then we get stuck because we can't completely trust him in our fear because we can't completely let go of what we're hanging on to over here. And again, we just, we just kind, of get, we kind of get stuck. And remember, I want to take you to another, another passage real quick before, um, before we get off track too far. And Jen's got it on the screens for us. Psalm 55, 22, when we're talking about that trust and, and relying on God and He is our guide and that he is always with us. Psalm 55, 22. Give your burdens to the Lord. All those things that we hang on to. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly. He will not permit his children to slip and fall. That doesn't take away our ability and our free will that's part of our nature to make decisions. But what it does, it gives us encouragement to know that he's always with us. He's always leading and guiding us. Even when, even when we lose sight, even when we're in between and we're stuck and we feel paralyzed, even when we try to help God get us through something. Anybody ever do that? Try to help God get through because you've got, again, those opinions and those ideas, those things that we carry with us, and some of them are very valid, but it may not be the direction that God is leading us or taking us, but we've kind of got it in our mind, and we're stuck in between with it, so we're trying, to, we're trying to help him get us along, and we need to just let go and let God, because remember what we've read already, our hope is in the Lord, our soul waits for the Lord we can't help him and then then here's another reality about uh, about our faith and and 
being stuck in between and, and, and catch this. This is, this, this is a thought from my brain. You may not relate to it at all, but as much faith as I have in God to take care of me, there are times that that fear that keeps me stuck in between is so irrational. And I pray about it all the time. And, and this, this is Heath being transparent, stuck in my irrational fear. I'm praying to God about my fear instead of praying to God, telling him that I trust you to get me through this. I'll, I'll pray about that fear instead of, God, my hope is in you. And I'll pray about what's got me stuck instead of, God, I trust you. And I, I just get, I get just kind of locked in. And it's, I know it's, it's irrational, but I get locked in. And then I'm, I'm visualizing. I, I do this. Visualize. I picture. I see these things happening to me that are, are bubbling out of this fear instead of, trusting him because my doubt my doubt takes control instead of me allowing God to have control and I'm I'm just absolutely stuck at a crossroads again between that rock and a weird place and my faith and my trust fall behind my fear and I just I get just kind of paralyzed and it honestly and, and I as, as I was going through this and putting notes together one thing that that came to my mind and it's it's a passage in Matthew and one in Mark that I dearly love and just a few weeks ago in Round Rock I shared from this passage but there's there's that story that account of when Jesus walked on the water and do you remember what happened to the disciples in the boat they were afraid they saw him walking to them and fear took over and they were they were afraid and he calmed them Anybody know how? Just simply with his voice. He said, it's me. I'm here. Trust me. I've got this under control. And, and they had to, in that moment, they had to listen, hear and recognize his voice. And something else that's so very key in that pass or those passages in, in that account they also had to open their eyes to see who was in front of them to be reminded of the trust that they had and that they could have in him it took them 
And this is, this is for me where that, that good reminder was as I was preparing and getting ready. Instead of getting stuck in between and looking down and my eyes are closed and my, my fists are clenched up and maybe I've got my fingers in my ears and I'm just like, I can't get through this, I can't do this, I'm scared to death, I don't know what I'm going to do, I can't, I can't, I can't. If I look up and I open my eyes and I open my ears and recognize who is walking with me and recognize who is speaking to me in my fear I can remember and I can find and I can know that peace that passes all understanding and that's that's in the word I want to take you there Philippians chapter 4 if you want to flip a long way over, but Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7, these are verses that are quoted a lot of times. But this is a passage from the Word. And remember this, next time you're in a conversation with a friend that maybe faith is not part of who they are, and they start quoting this, you've got a great opportunity to share with them from the Word of God. You can say, oh yeah. That's from Philippians. That's from Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, let's start in verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That, that peace that passes all understanding when we're in the midst of fear and things are out of control, we have a peace when we look up and when we listen. And then that, that love that he has for us, that love that I shared with you earlier that should compel us that love that drives that, that awe and that reverent fear of who he is. First John chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. We know that God's children... I'm in the wrong verse. No, I'm not. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son hold them, holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. I am in the wrong verse. Rewind. Okay. Chapter 4, like I said, not chapter 5. Verse 18, like I said. Love. The love of God. The love that He has for us. The love and the hope that we can live in. Such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. That love that He has for us. We shouldn't live in fear because his love protects us and I know some of you are reading the screens and it's if you go on and read it's it's talking he John records for us about the fear of punishment again that fear of punishment is not for those of us who live in his love and who have accepted his love and him as the Lord of our life that's punishment is what we face if we're separated from him and remember we're reminded in Romans chapter 8 when we are his nothing can separate us from the love of God absolutely nothing 
can separate us. So let's, let's go back as we wrap up to Psalm chapter 33. Because this is, this is how we read this together last week to wrap up. And it's how I want us to read this again this week to wrap up. Because remember, in our fear, when we get stuck in between, that's something that we are doing. We are letting all of the stuff going on around us take over. And all of the stuff around us overwhelm us. And all of the stuff around us cause that doubt. And we get stuck in between chaos and control. If you think about us and chaos and him in control. And I, I said it a few minutes ago. It's not about us doing this alone. It's about living our lives together as believers. So let's, let's read this again in Psalm 20. And these highlights are not on the screen, but catch these words because we miss it when we read it. We, not singular, we, put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust. Let your unfailing love surround us, for our hope is in you alone. And I know I didn't read probably everything word for word, but those, those words are so key for us as a church and as a body and as believers. When we get on an island and when we are trying to do this on our own, we will get stuck in fear. But when we rely on him in whom our trust is and we rely on each other as believers to walk through these things together, we find that accountability and we find that peace as we go forward together because we're not made to do this alone. We're, we're not made to do this alone. And in, in all of the things that I send out, I always use the word family, P-F, because we have to spell it wrong. But we are a family, and we are designed to do things together as a family and to help each other get out of <laughs> that rut that we're stuck in between to share experience to share life hold each other up even sometimes shove each other along to get through what we all struggle with so that's our that's our challenge our soul waits for you our hope is in the lord our plural our family always remember you have a family don't go alone don't get stuck alone and always remember look up open your eyes open your ears hear his voice recognize who he is and trust that he's got everything in control so next week next week we will take a look at anxiety 
another it's close to fear but there's some differences in there and then the end of the series we're going to talk about that that really dirty word for all of us integrity and there, there's there's lots of things we can get stuck in stuck in between with our integrity uh, and there's a cost to it too but we'll we'll talk about that in coming weeks so the way I want to end this morning I'm not going to ask Charlie to come back up um, I, there's a video that's on there uh, there's a song it's called fear is a liar and if you've never heard it you'll get to uh, to hear and, and see Zach sing that for us this morning but uh, yeah, go ahead. just let these work